hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to a new episode of A1 Sports Politics. How y'all doing out there, man? I know it's been a minute. Let me get my mic together. But how y'all doing? Like I said, man, I, it's been a minute. It's been a minute. You know, um, I'm a full-time coach, y'all. I'm a full-time coach. Shout out to the Baby Raiders. Shout out to the Democracy Prep, D-Pack. You know, that's where all my time been going, my people. That's where it's been going. And, you know, football's here. Football's here. But, you know, we got to look out for the youth. I got to be there for the youth so I can be talking about them. Oh, A1 Sports Politics one day. You feel me? You feel me? Okay, you got me. You got me. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But, um, man, it, it's been good, though, man. I know it's been it's been a little minute. But overall, it's been good. I've just been ha- I've been hands-on with the sport. I've been hands-on with football. Like, hands-on and dealing with, you know, the players, you know, the youth is important right now. So that's that's where all my energy, all my time been going. But of course, I gotta make time for A1 Sports Politics. You know what I'm saying? So that's what it is. NFL is right around the corner, two days away, two days away. And in the meantime, it's it, the college college was turned up this past weekend. College was up and going. Shout out to my UCLA Bruins, though. You know what I mean, man? Shout out to UCLA for pinning hands on LSU like that for the first time ever. Man, I haven't been that happy for UCLA football in so long. Like, and I just feel like we had a great place right now. Like, I knew Chip Kelly, I knew he was capable of doing what he's doing right now. I knew he was capable of it. It was just a matter of time and, you know, to get the personnel going. But boy, oh boy, that run game is something crucial. And I love the de- the defense, like the crazy blitzes, the D line is just all over the place. Like I really enjoyed that whole game. Like, and it was a really good game. It was a good game, even when the ref got in the way and he basically gave LSU a touchdown. Like I was so upset, bro. I I couldn't even I couldn't even hold my cool. Real talk, you know what I mean? But anyway, we got that W, you know. And the ref just need to move out the way next time. Like, come on, dude. Like, he was in a play. He, and then after that, he was in another play. Like, I'm like, God damn, bro. Like, move. Like, next time, just run through him. Run through him. That's why, like I said, I've been coaching. And, you know, we getting there, you know, with the backs and stuff like that. Hey, man, hit the coach. Don't You can't hurt the coach. Hit the coach, too. But the ref got to get out the way. You know what I mean? That's just how, that's just how I got to be. But, yes, sir. Yes, sir, man. We got to talk about the NFL. Like, I really, really, I'm, I'm really looking forward to the NFL season because it's been a lot of things going on during the offseason. A lot of drama. Like, I, I never seen this much drama in the NFL. And, and a lot of it was coming from the quarterback position. Like, a lot, like, majority of the drama came from the quarterback position. Usually, it's basketball with the drama, right? But the NFL wouldn't have had drama this offseason. Like, Russell Wilson, he... Wasn't happy. That's what we was hearing. But the rumors. And then we got Deshaun Watson, who's still getting punished for nothing, basically. Then Aaron Rodgers was just not happy. And he would be playing probably his last season in Green Bay. Then we had Dak Prescott getting hurt. On top of that, Carson Wentz going to a new team, then getting hurt. Cam Newton being released after Belichick. Named him the starter for the whole summer, damn near. And then he get cut. Sam Darnold to a new team. Like, it's been a lot. Lamar Jackson still haven't got his extension. Same with Baker. He still haven't got his extension. 
the San Francisco 49ers go and draft um, a, a pretty, you know, a pretty good quarterback that has a lot of potential in Trey Lance. But like I said, I, and oh my goodness, that's why I got to start off with the quarterback situations because that's where all the drama been coming from. All the drama been coming from the quarterbacks, like the whole off season. Like, what's really good? That's really good. Like, and I, I really, I, I want to start off talking about the Chicago Bears quarterback situation, you know, because I really feel like Chicago, I, I think Chicago, New England, and my Eagles, not to be biased, stole the draft, like, stole the draft this year. Like, uh, and I feel like the Chicago Bears, with them being able to get Justin Fields, he can really come change the culture, like, my whole life, I, I have not seen a real good quarterback in a Chicago Bears uniform. I just haven't seen it yet. Jay Cutler, was, he, was my, he might have been the closest to a, a, a good quarterback, but he was only good on some days. Like, he, he, you're not going to get to say we didn't get the same Jay Cutler that we did two weeks ago and stuff like that. But I got to talk about the Chicago Bears quarterback position because that situation – Andy Dalton, all right. Let, let's just talk about him. We we all know he came out with this this little statement. Well, he's gonna Justin Fields gonna get his time, but right now it's my time. Right now, I had a problem with that immediately. I I, I instantly had a problem with that. Yo, time, bro. You've been having time, and you only you haven't even won a playoff game. How much more time do you need? How much more time do we need? Like that's just my whole thing, and. I think the Bears should allow Andy Dalton and Justin Fields, allow them to really, really, like, challenge each other. Let them compete for that position because Andy Dalton haven't done nothing. Like, he was with the Dallas Cowboys last season, and when Dak went down, he was a starter. He was a starter, and let me just say this. Dak was having a phenomenal season. That's why I really feel like he's going to have a good season coming into this, this season. But... What have Andy Darden done? He wasn't even in Chicago last last year, you know? And then they got, they, the, the guy was supposed to be in Nick Foles. They haven't even said nothing about Nick Foles. Now, you can't tell me that Andy, Andy Darden is just that much better than Nick Foles and Justin Fields. No, no, I'm not I'm not going for that. I'm not going for that. The last time Andy Darden really had a really good season was 2016, 2015. Still didn't win the playoff game. Still didn't win the playoff game. So, I, I feel like they should let them guys compete. Let them compete. I know a lot of people saying, don't just throw Justin Fields in just right away. He's still young and this, that, and the third. Bruh, I understand all that. I understand all that. But if you got Andy Dalton in there, what, what what is he giving you, really? Like, what is he giving you? Because he had, like I said, he had the opportunity to damn near start the whole season last year for the Dallas Cowboys, who have so much talent over there. One of the best receiving court. And a, a running game. I know the defense was terrible, and I know the old line wasn't what it used to be. But he had opportunity. He didn't really. He didn't do nothing. He didn't do nothing. So why should he just walk into Chicago with a starting job? That's just like going into a, uh, an employer and trying to get a job without even filling out the application. I don't, I don't. I don't get it. You know what I'm saying? No. 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 You fill out your application, but you don't even go and get interviewed. You know what I'm saying? You had to be interviewed before you get to start, you know, the job, right? He didn't ever get an interview yet. So I don't understand how he just out automatically just beat Justin Fields. And he was only there probably a few months before Justin Fields got there. Like, And then, like I said, Nick Foles. Nick Foles, like, he's not in discussion, like, at all. 
You know what I'm saying? But the Bears situation, it's a little different than what's going on in San Francisco. It's different than the New England. Well, it's actually similar to the new, what was going on in New England with Matt Jones and um, Cam Newton. But we all know that they actually took Matt Jones over Cam Newton and let Cam Newton walk. We'll talk about that a little later. But that, that was a similar situation. But Cam Newton was there last season. You know, even though the COVID messed him up a little bit, he was there last season. Cam Newton is, uh, uh, he was, he did win MVP before. He have playoff victories under his, under his, you know, under his belt. He's been to the Super Bowl. So why is, why is Chicago just giving all these praises and, and just handing over the job to Andy Dalton like he has done something? He haven't done nothing. You know what I mean? That's the only, that's my only issue with the Chicago Bears situation at quarterback. But I, I bet, and, and I've been hearing everybody say this, I guarantee you that we're going to see Justin Fields probably about week two, week three. I got a Chicago um, fan, you feel what I'm saying, as a, as a friend, and he just recently posted on Facebook, like, oh, uh, you know, he, he didn't post nothing about Andy Dalton, though. <laughs> he posted Justin Fields, he, he, he posted Justin Fields' um, jersey with the cleats in the helmet, and he said he'll be there, he'll be starting in week three. My boy Rico, shout out to my boy Rico. And I comment, man, he should be starting now if you ask me. Like, I don't know why any thought he would just get the job that easy. I don't know. It's, 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 it's my time now. Bruh, your time? On, on We've been on your clock for the longest, especially in Cincinnati, when you had some, some decent years, but you never won a playoff game. Never. So it's like, bruh, like, like cut that out. Cut that out. But I really think Justin Fields is, he'll change the culture in Chicago. He is the future in Chicago, and we will see him soon. We'll see him soon in Chicago, most definitely, as a starter quarterback. And then he can, he's only going to get better because – I know we've seen him get his, his helmet knocked off and stuff like that, but he's only going to get better because he's going up against – every day in practice, he's going to go up against um, one of the best defenses in the league, if not the best defense in the league, you know, with a pass rush, with some pretty good court DBs, like with some good linebackers. Like they are really a, a stacked defense in Chicago. So that's only gonna make him better. Then he a rook, so you know that they, you know the vets like Mac, probably going over there. Yo, man, check this out. You need to do this better. Do this better. Do this. You know, holding him accountable and actually teaching him as he go. But you know, good luck for Justin Fields in Chicago, and we'll see what Andy Dalton do because it won't last. I guarantee you that. Now, since we already talked about quarterbacks, let's talk about San Francisco. Let's talk about that quarterback situation. Because, like I said, the whole offseason being about quarterbacks. And they drama. And they drama. They've been just having drama the whole offseason, bro. But anyway, in San Francisco, we all know that they went and drafted um, Trey Lance. You know, why having Jimmy G on the roster? Clearly, the Fort Niners feel like Jimmy G is not good enough. Me, honestly, I feel like Jimmy G is pretty good. He's a winner. Every time he plays, he wins. But his biggest problem is staying healthy. He got to get healthy. The last time he was healthy, the last time Jimmy G was healthy, he threw for 27 touchdowns. And the 49ers made it to the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? So what we really talking about here right now, you know, like how is he good enough? Like, it is like how much good, like what he got to do? Because honestly, you know, if we if we if we take it back two seasons ago when they when the 49ers faced 
the the Chiefs in the Super Bowl, right? Me, honestly, I am not blaming that on just Jimmy G because that last drive he could have did something with. I'm not just blaming that on him. I'm blaming it on Cal Shunningham, who had, you know, he had the same breakdown a a few years ago when he was offensive coordinator for the Atlanta Falcons, and they fell short. They let the Patriots just come back and and just – just win, win the Super Bowl. We like they had they had their foot on the Patriots' neck. All Cal Shanahan had to do was run a ball, and that was a similar situation in the Super Bowl not too long ago. And I, I said I predicted this. I said, you know what? Either Cal Shanahan, he's gonna have a, you know, he's gonna have another meltdown. He's gonna have a setback as far as with his play calling, or it's gonna be Jimmy G. It was both of them. But Cal Shanahan is first. Like, it goes to Coach first because he's calling the plays. He's doing this and that. Now, one thing I, I have heard, uh, like, multiple San Francisco 49er fans say. They have always said, like, you know, he's scary. He's scary and stuff like that. Like, he don't stay in the pocket. Like, once he got hurt, he don't, you know, he don't really stay in there, take hits, and, you know, complete passes. Now, maybe that's something that Trey Lance have. Trey Lance is a much bigger uh, quarterback. He's more athletic. But he does not have that much experience. He was at South North Dakota, or was he at South Dakota? I think it was North Dakota. North Dakota, and he wasn't really doing, you know, like no, he was having no, 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 not let me say that he was having a bad, you know, time out there because he was he had a pretty good season when he was in college. But the thing was, it was it just wasn't long enough. You know what I'm saying? He, he only played a full season. And that's it. So if you ask me, okay, North Dakota, y'all was right, North Dakota. If you ask me if he's ready right now over Jimmy G, no, I'm not gonna say that because Jimmy G had like he has experience. He have one. But like I said, his biggest, his biggest, his biggest problem is him staying healthy. That's the main thing for Jimmy G. Staying healthy. But on if he stay healthy, I honestly feel like we won't see. Trey Lance, none this season. I think they'll just let him sit back and relax and, you know, see what Jimmy G can do, see how far he can take them. But let's say if Jimmy G take them to, like, the NFC Championship or something like that, somewhere for, like, a far far run in the playoffs, if we see that, then the San Francisco 49ers is in trouble. They got a problem on their hands because, like I said, Jimmy G, when he's healthy, when he's available, he, he plays really good. And it's been going on since he was in New England. That's why we all hearing that Belichick wanted to keep him in New England. But if Trey Lance go in and Jimmy G go down and Trey Lance go in, and I, don't, I, I honestly think Trey Lance, it, it, it won't, it won't even look. They won't look back at Jimmy G. It'll be over with. Like, like somehow it was with Kaepernick when he went in for Alex Smith that one time. I remember that night. I think it was a Monday Night Football or something like that, and it was over with. You know, so that's something we can see. And that's something I'm looking forward to. I want to see what's going to happen with their quarterback situation. Now, now, like I said, it's been a lot going on with the quarterbacks. Carson Wentz, in New, he's in Indy now. Like, and he already got, like, he done had surgery already. Already. You know what I'm saying? And I'm an Eagle fan, and I, I, I didn't, I wanted to say that I hated to see him go because I'm looking forward to 
you know, Jalen Hurts. Like, I'm looking forward to him. He will be a starter. Like, he's named the starter. I don't know why our, car- our coach is playing the whole time saying, oh, he ain't going to name the starter. Joe Flacco, come on now. You know what I'm saying? He's a, he'll be a solid backup quarterback. But Jalen Hurts, you know, is that guy right now. But for Carson Wentz, I think he'll have a good season. That's, it's just that injury that he just previously had. It, that can really set him back. But they say he's good to go. He'll be good this weekend to go. So I'm looking forward to that. I really hope to see that guy, you know, get back to how he was when he was with that coach and while, was, while he was in Philly. I want to see how that how that's going to go. But uh, I'm cheering for Carson Wentz. I want him to do good. I think he's in a good situation in in um, Indianapolis because of, they're a good team. They got weapons offensively, and they got a pretty solid defense. So I want to see them. Um, Jalen Hurts, like I said, first-year starter. I think he – I think he have a really good season. I think he have a really good season. He he likes to push himself. He's a worker. We seen him when he was at Oklahoma, and he was working out after the game like that. I don't care if he's just doing five push-ups after the game, bro. It's something, and that 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 really separates you from just the average. You know what I'm saying? And that's just the average. Like, and for my young athletes out there who I talk to on a daily basis. That's that little extra push. When you doing that little extra push, and he impress, like that impresses me. Like okay, and I'm not the person to impress. You gotta impress yourself first. But just to tell that, show yourself that you can do the extra when nobody else is even thinking about doing it. Then next thing you know, we see him. You know, other his his fellow fellow teammates, they was in there working out with him after the game when he was at Oklahoma. But I watched his. I watched Jalen Hurts. I watched Jalen Hurts at, at, yeah, I watched Jalen Hurts when he was in Alabama. You know what I'm saying? When he was at Alabama as a, like, as a freshman, and he won, you know? So he's a winner, and, and I like to see that as an Eagle fan. And I'm just, you know, I'm looking forward to what he do. Like, I think he can be a legend in Philly. Like, real talk, he got heart, and that's what we always need. Like, but I think we, I really feel like we was, it was time for a mobile quarterback, like, Donovan McNabb, we seen, um, we seen Michael Vick, you know what I'm saying? Like, it was time, it was time, you know? And Carson Wentz, he just wasn't that no more once he got hurt. He wasn't the same Carson Wentz. But good luck to him. But, yeah, Jalen Hurts will have a good season with the Eagles. Now, let's talk about the Patriots, right? I feel like they did Cam wrong. Like, that's just, that's just my opinion. And I also feel like it's something else it's something else. Like it's it's more to it than what we know. And we know the Patriot way. They gonna cover it up. They don't want to like Belichick. He just said, "Oh, Cam gave us everything." You know, he gave he gave us this. He gave us that. Now, come on now. If he gave y'all everything, right? Well, it wasn't enough. It wasn't enough because my whole my issue with Belichick and the Patriots was he named Cam the starter for the whole summer, right? The whole summer, Cam's our starter. Cam's our starter. Cam's doing this. I kind of sound like him. Cam's our starter right now. <laughs> I kind of sound like Belichick. But anyway, he was saying that he's the starter the whole time, bro. The whole time. And he was, oh, he's doing this. He's staying after practice. He's here before everybody. All this and that in the third. And then it comes to it. Then they just, they cut him. You know what I'm saying? Like, like they wave him like, like that. Because I'm, I, I, I will admit that, okay, maybe he didn't have that much of a leap over Matt Jones as far as, like, in the quarterback, like, starting quarterback run for the Patriots. But he was ahead of him from what we understand. 
and from what we've seen in the preseason games. You know what I mean? But still, like, they just let him go like that? Like that. You know what I'm saying? And, and I woke up. I seen that at, like, 4 in the morning. Because, you know, we on the, I'm on the West Coast. And I seen that, like, 4 or 5 in the morning. I'm like, what? And then I just went back to sleep. <laughs> it, it wasn't nothing that just, just going to keep me up at night. You know what I'm saying? But I just went back to sleep right there because I was just like, wow. Like, and then I woke up and I had a few things to say on Facebook. And like I, and I, I'm going to say it again. I feel like it's something bigger than that. Everybody was talking about, oh, it's the COVID this, COVID that. Even though we did hear some things about Cam and he was around some people that had COVID or anything like that. But, hey, I guarantee you it's more to that because why why you just cut him like that? Like, why? You know what I'm saying? Is it because, like, I heard I heard a few people say, well, maybe it's, like, it's too much attention and stuff like that. Like, he didn't want, you know, he didn't want all that attention. Bruh, you're a Belichick, one of the best coaches ever. But you already have pressure on you because Tom Brady just left last season and went to the Tampa Bay and won the Super Bowl. Of course, pressure is already on you, bro. It, it, it's bigger than Cam at this point. You know what I mean? It's bigger than Cam. So I, I think that's a bull. That's that's some BS. That's a bull excuse. Now, why can't you just keep Cam as a backup quarterback then? If that's the case. You got Hoyer as your backup quarterback? That that, that no, come on now. In the, the Patriots, they are a much better team on paper than they was last season. As far as defensively, offensively, the O-line, receivers, running back, like they're they better than what they was last season. So why even just let Cam go like that? He can't be a backup, but then you do it. The, the tanky part about this was, then you do it when, what, two weeks before the season start? He don't have a legit, like, a chance to go out and, and go try to, you know, let another team sign him. That was the issue for me, too. Like, they didn't grind me. And Element, who was a, a Patriot for a minute, you know, is now retired, won championships, he said, yeah, that they did him wrong, and that's the Patriot way. That's what they do. It, it wasn't, in a, usually it's about the money with the Patriots. They like to, you know, Belichick, he liked to, you know, he wanted, he want you know, tuck some and give some. But it wasn't even about the money. You know what I'm saying? And we know that playbook had got to be longest ever after Cam go through the whole summer, well, during the all, even the offseason, because they resigned him pretty fast. During the offseason, Learn the playbook. Working out with, with the dudes just like on his own. And then you go cut him. I don't get it, bro. And I, I really, really feel I think Matt Jones is the future. Like I really do think that. And I, I see that Patriot fans think the same thing. When he when he got named the starter, his jersey was sold out within like the next two hours or so. His jersey was sold out that fast. And then it might have been just an hour, 30 minutes. I don't know. But I understand he's your future. If you're looking for that Tom Brady type, Matt Jones will be that. He will be that. But at the same time, like, you you, you couldn't have Cam back up Matt Jones? I really do think Matt Jones is going to be pretty good. They're going to do whatever it takes for him to be good. But it's a lot of pressure on him, too. There's a lot of pressure on him, too. But he's young and, you know, coming from Alabama, a very, very good organization. He's used to playing with. You know, great coaches and stuff like that. But he also used to play with a lot of talent. You know what I mean? A lot of talent. So, um, good luck to the Patriots. 
I don't think they'll win a division, but I'll talk about that a little later. Um, now, let's talk about the Texans, right? The Texans. They next on the list. Because they just recently named Tyrone Taylor, shout out to him, as a starter. Congratulations. But they also have Deshaun Watson, the top 10 quarterback on their roster right now. Right now. Now, we, we, we know what's going on with him. With the, all the stuff that's, you know, that's been brought up. But we also know it was lies. We also know it was lies. Everything that was said about him was false. The, the people that accused him of doing all these sexual harassment things, it was all false. So how do he not have a, you know, I'm just like, I don't get it right now. Trading. Trade Deshaun Watson. Trading because this team's out there like Miami. We keep hearing about Denver is a team that oh my goodness, if he go to Denver, that'd be great because they saying Denver only a quarterback away and he will be that guy. So from what we know right now, Deshaun Watson is just sitting on the bench, right? He's a top ten, and no disrespect to Tyron Taylor because I really like Tyron Taylor. I've been I've been a fan of him since he was with the Bills. He's been he's been getting treated dirty around the league the whole time too, you know. Let's just keep it a buck. But okay, he that might be his new home in Texas. But do something with Deshaun Watson, bro. Like, are you just gonna leave him on your roster after y'all did him wrong? Y'all, y'all trying to what? What is the plan here? And I really doubt that we see Deshaun Watson even play any of this season. Is, is are they trying to do him like the Detroit Lions did? The great Barry Sanders, the great Calvin Johnson. I don't understand that right now. I just don't understand what their whole motive is. What is they plan to do with Deshaun Watson? And I, I really feel like it's unfair. Like, how can y'all just do this to this guy? And then on top of that, all these women that came forward was all lies. And I really never spoke on this situation because I was like, that's it. I just knew. I just feel like it was BS. It was BS. And when look, this one thing, right? Your reputation is everything. Your rep is everything. Either you're in the streets, either you're in the corporate, either, wherever you at. Your rep is everything. Now, I'm saying this to say this. Because Deshaun Watson... He had everybody, his old coaches, even coaches from high school, teachers and all type of stuff coming forward saying this guy is not like that. He do not have a reputation of like, uh, like nothing like that, bro. So why do they try to pin this on Deshaun Watson? And then on top of that, everybody that accused him came forward and, and it's all lies. So what are they doing with that young fellow over there, Deshaun Watson? Get him out of Houston. Get him out of Texas right now. Get him out of there. Because it's, it's very it's, it's so unfair. And it makes me upset because of how they're doing this guy. Then on top of that, oh, you're going to pay Tyron Taylor. So, it won't, it, you know, it, it's like a little cover-up if you ask me. It's BS, man. And good luck to Deshaun Watson. Good, even good luck to Tyron Taylor. Tyron Taylor. But Deshaun Watson, free Deshaun Watson. That's all I'm saying. Hashtag free Deshaun Watson. You know what I'm saying? Hashtag free Deshaun Watson.
And I'm going to start that on my t- Twitter. If you ain't following me on Twitter, it's A1 Sports Politic. Not with S. It's A1 Sports Politic. And for the IG, A1 Sports Politics. All right. Now, I'm going to talk about Tannehill. 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 Sorry about that. Tannehill. Now, Tannehill, we all know he got a fat contract by like, the Tennessee Titans not too long ago, right? He got that. He got that. And I was watching first take today. Shout out to Stephen A. Smith. And they was talking about, you know, who was the best wide receiver duel in the, in the league. Somebody said A.J. Brown and Julio Jones. And you know what Stephen A. said? He said, they got Tannehill throwing on the ball. Tannehill, he, he, really, he really redeemed himself from his years in Miami. But that's what they, you know, and I always look at that too. Like, okay, I don't, I don't know if it's just, you know, the offense really, really fits him. Because I don't think he's doing nothing more spectacular than Marcus Mariota, who they drafted. I think he can do everything that Tannehill can do. But on the other note, he have weapons now. Like, he have a running back, who I think is going to lead the lead in rushing, and Derrick Henry. And then he have Julio Jones. And A.J. Brown, who's a young dog. If he do not have a good season with these weapons, Tannehill will be exposed. Tannehill will be exposed. I guarantee you, if he do not have a, a good season with these dudes, he's going to get exposed. And that's just that. That's just that. He have to have a really good season, bro. If he don't have a good season, then it, it's an issue. It'll be an issue. In Tennessee. But he have the weapons, and that, that offense is scary. Come on now. That offense is scary. He, he basically can just throw the ball up and, you know, let them dudes do, do what they do. That, that That's in the, that's the position that Tannehill is in right now. With a run game on top of that. So, I, I really, I really, I'm looking forward to that. Do I feel like he's going to fail? I think he is, his, his, I think if he don't do nothing with these weapons, he just his true his true colors gonna, gonna come out. But on top of that, I think Tennessee is they in position to to really do some some crazy things. Like a defensive coordinator, he's scratching his head all night before facing the Tennessee Titans. And that's that's no that's that's no cap right there. No cap. Now, Sam Darnold, Sam Darnold got him a new home in Carolina. I think he's going to have a good season. I think he's going to have a, a really good season. I watched him because he, I watched him in college at SC a lot. Even though I'm a USC, I'm a UCLA fan, but I watched him a lot at SC. And he had potential, but we all know he was just put in a real bad situation when he was in New York. He couldn't stay healthy. That was one of the things. That's, that's really a major thing. Like, that's a major key to being an athlete. Staying healthy. The more available you are, the better you is for the team. But he's getting a new fresh start in Carolina. And, hey, the sky's the limit for him. He got a couple of pretty good weapons over there. Some people have them going to the playoffs. I don't have them hitting the playoffs. Uh, I see him probably, you know, winning about eight to nine games. You know, and we all know that they're in the NFC. They they in the NFC South, so that division itself is tough. It's gonna be tough. We ran by Tampa, ran by Tampa. Whoa, 
Carolina be better than the Saints? I don't know. I'm not going to. I don't know. I think they're about neck to neck right now. Matter of fact, I'm going to get the Saints to edge because of, they've been together longer. But Sam Darnold will have a, a pretty good season. But they won't make the playoffs. Dak Prescott, last quarterback. Now, he's he's back. He's back, but we just don't know how healthy he is. Because I'm watching Hard Knocks, and I see, you know, they start talking about his shoulder. First, they was talking about, you know, him being out with, with a lower, lower body injury. Then his shoulder start aching. I'm like, wow. Just like that. Just like that. But I really, if he's healthy, he can just come back 80%. But let's not forget, that Prescott was leading the league in receiving yards. I mean, in, um, in passing yards. He was leading the league before he got hurt last season. And this season, with that receiver court he got, he got one of the best receiver courts in the league. Cooper, Lamb. Then the others that go with him. He, he might win comeback player of the year. But how healthy is he? Jerry Jones is saying, oh, he's good to go. He's this and that. He's that and this and that and the third. But really, how healthy is he? And that's the question. Can he stay healthy? Is that O-line good enough like to, to protect him? Because my Eagles is coming. That whole NFC East, them teams that you got to play twice, they all got pretty good D-linemen's. They D-line. The Eagles D-line is pretty good. Let's not talk about the Washington team D-line. They might have the best D-line in the league. Like, real talk. Then the Giants D-line. They always got a good D-line. So, can Dak stay healthy? That's the big question mark right there. Is he healthy? Two question marks. What about that? Is he healthy? (laughs) But I think Dak have a good season. They protect him. And... If the sky's the limit for Dak, really, like, and if the defense will give him some help, then that's that's even better because, like, offensively, the Dallas Cowboys is a problem. But it really starts with Zeke and Dak. But they, they are a problem offensively. But y'all stay tuned, man. A1 Sports Politics will be back. Um, I want to talk about you know, my predictions for who's going to win their division, the NFC East, South, West, North, and all that stuff, AFC, same. And also, I got some predictions on the lead leaders this upcoming season. So y'all stay tuned with A1 Sports Politics. And we'll be back. Hey, what? Yo, 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 what's good? What's good? Back with some more A1 Sports Politicking. What's good, y'all? Yo, if y'all just now tuning into the show, please go back and listen to the whole episode. You can find it on Spotify. Um, you can find it on Anchor. That's where I really link all my things, all my content too, as far as my podcast. And if you just link, just coming in and you like, man, where this dude been at? Like I said, I'm a full-time coach, man, and I've been just helping the youth. Been helping the youth. I've been doing it for the youth, man. And the youth is gonna be next. Say next up. I'll be talking about them in the NFL one day. Now back to the NFL. We have to start realizing that things have changed a lot over the last, like during the offseason. Things have changed. The Rams have got better. 
the Rams have got better. Like, the Rams have to be in talks now as far as, like, Super Bowl contenders. And I want to start with my top five Super Bowl contender teams. I had to pick five because two, one, three, that's not enough. So, my number one team is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Of course, because they really, they're the defending champs. And just how they did it last year was just like, whoa. Like, you know, and then they they coming back. They're a little more healthy. They, they got more weapons because they wasn't, you know, available to play. Like Howard, the tight end, who played that Alabama a few years back. He's back. You know, so don't be surprised if y'all see the double tight with him and Gronk. Um, my number two team will be the Chiefs. The Chiefs. Now, it's, it, it might sound funny because, you know, those are two teams that can possibly get that rematch. I'll, I'll love to see the rematch. Yeah, this is the rematch. Yeah. Y'all know how it was on next Friday. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'd love to see that. But I'm not sure if it's going to happen. But I won't be surprised if it did. Now, I got number two. With the Chiefs, number three would be the L.A. Rams. The L.A. Rams, who lost in the playoffs. They actually lost to Green Bay. And the Rams, they improved. Like, they really got better. They got better. Like, And it started with the quarterback position. You know, Gerald Goff, he was okay. Like, he, he was able to do a few things, but he couldn't really let that thing go like that. You know, he didn't have that arm like Matthew Stanford had. The Rams went all in. Like, they've been going all in for the past few years. Like, they really trying to win right now. They went all in with, you know, trying to get what well, they didn't try to get. They actually got Jalen Ramsey. And they also they went all in with getting Matthew Stafford, who's been in Detroit for a minute. Like, and I've been watching him closely. Like, I've been watching Matthew Stafford closely. And I don't know if y'all know this, but I was a I, – I was a, a – I wasn't a die hard, but I was – I really did like – the Lions a minute ago. Like, when I was younger, before I became an Eagle fan, I was still liking the Lions in, like, 2001. You know, I became an Eagle fan in, like, 2002. But it was really because of Barry Sanders, who wasn't here no more. And I wanted to stay loyal, but, man, I couldn't. But I really watched Matthew Stanford closely, and the dude can play some football. He can play some football. He just haven't, be, he just haven't been able to, you know, really get that, that, that recognition because of where he played at. Even though he had Megatron, they did make it to the playoffs, but they didn't win in the playoffs. So it, it's like just how it is in Detroit. Now, good luck to, you know, golf while he's over there. But I got the Rams at number three. Number four, the Green Bay Packers, who was only one play away from making the Super Bowl. They was one play away. I know with Aaron Rodgers and all this stuff that was going on during the offseason, man, it was something crazy. It was just a lot of drama. It was too much. It was too much. It was too much. But I was, like, the whole time the drama was going on, I was like, wow, like, they really, like, I was, now I'm, I was, like, siding with Aaron Rodgers a little bit. Then I started looking like, bro, like, you was really one or two plays away from making it to the Super Bowl. That's it. Like, and that's, you know, that that's something to be grateful about. Like, okay, y'all lost to the Super Bowl champs. So it's like Green Bay is not that far off. That's why I was like, if Aaron Rodgers choose to leave and go to another team, bro, it's, it's gonna be different. It's gonna be different. It's gonna be difficult because they was only on it was on reach from making it to the Super Bowl. And they lost to the defending champs, Tom Brady and them. You know? They lost to the champs, Tom Brady and them. Now, I do think Green Bay, I think they're a little better than they was last season. 
because they they added a, they they added a few a couple of weapons a couple of weapons they did bring back Randall Cobb you we all know him and Aaron Rodgers was like really really they had that connection they had that connection him at the slot receiver but they also have uh, they drafted another dude named Rodgers that played for Clemson that reminds me of Randall Cobb so I really feel like they only arm reach away from you know, getting back to the big dance because it's been a while. It's been a long time. It's been a long time since we've seen Aaron Rodgers in the Super Bowl. And he was the MVP last year. So I'm looking forward to him having a good year. If not, then it just, it won't be a good thing. But they have potential to, to be in the Super Bowl. Now at five, it was hard for me to pick five because I thought about the Bills. I thought about the Browns and I thought about the Baltimore Ravens. Now, as you can see, all of them teams are AFC teams. All of them is AFC teams. I was I couldn't put Dallas in there offensively. If I was thinking offense, I would be like, yeah, Dallas, maybe. But defense is what gets you there. And out of these three teams that I got at number five, the Bills, the Browns, and the Baltimore Ravens. The Bills and the Browns, well, not no. The Baltimore Ravens and the, and the Bills have really solid defenses like they defenses are legit the browns have potential at defense i know they got javon Clowney now and he can really really put some pressure on the quarterback and he's gonna help in a division chasing guys like um josh allen and lamar jackson and big ben he don't have to chase big ben because big ben gonna be right there you know but anyway i got those three teams right there because I know it make it look, it make it look like my list is the top seven, but they all neck to neck. If you ask me, the Bills there had to get a run again, and I seen that in a like during the preseason they was running the ball, and that's something that they have to do. Josh Allen can't come out and just throwing the ball all day, and he, or him being a runner because a lot of teams are will spy on him this year. So that's something to be looking forward to. The the Browns, I think the Browns who had a amazing. If it, I, I know they didn't win the Super Bowl, but it was an amazing season for them. Like, real talk. Like, we haven't seen the Browns haven't did nothing like that in so long. They didn't, they haven't made it to the playoffs since what, 1990? 1999? Something like that. And they are, they getting Odell Beckham back. You know, we, we see him go out with a ACL injury. He's back, bro. And people that I know that done had that surgery. They always said that they came back better, stronger, faster, jumping higher, and all that type of stuff. So, really be on the lookout for the Browns. Like, it's just the only thing is, can Baker feed his, like, can he feed his team? Can he feed the, the Beast? Can he feed Odell Beckham? Can he feed um, Landry? Like, and then they got the running game. They got Hunt. They got Chubbs. Like, that team is legit. It's just, it will come down to the defense. They did play pretty well against the Chiefs last season they lost they only lost by five points so it's like you know they can compete with the chiefs now the baltimore ravens who i want to talk about i think they really can do some special things the defense is very very special i really like that defense now offensively their biggest problem it, it have not been lamar jackson i hope people stop saying that it's not it's not him bro like who is he gonna throw the ball to Y'all went out and got a Dez Bryant who had a, he didn't even have a bad season. But y'all went out and got a Dez Bryant. That's how that's how much help they need. Instead of, you know, going to trade for a big name receiver. 
They could have been in the talks for Julio Jones and stuff like that. But, you know, they did, like, sign Sammy Watkins. They drafted some pretty solid young wide receivers. And the sky's the limit. They, and we all know that they run a game. is something they rely on. But their two running backs, man, the starting running back got hurt. And I don't understand why he was playing that last preseason game after – the, the Baltimore Ravens got a crazy record. They never lost in the preseason. They never lost in the preseason. You know what I'm saying? Under this coach. Now, uh, I don't understand, like, why they would pit them in that type of situation, but they lost a starting running back in a preseason game. Then they lost the backup running back. Now I'm hearing that they're, they're you know, thinking about signing uh, Le'Veon Bell, who they working out. And uh, Freeman. Freeman had just got released by the Giants. So it's like, he looking for a new home, but Le'Veon Bell? I'd, I'd do it if I'm there. Why not? Le'Veon Bell, he'll be a solid, solid piece in that in that offense. And I feel like he's still got a lot in him. I will sign Le'Veon Bell. If not, go get Adrian Peterson. The vets can still do it, man. You know, they can still do it. Like, come on now. They can still do it. And and you can all you can see is success for running backs in that system. Because you got to work now that they got weapons that he can throw, that Lamar Jackson can throw to. Then the running game. You got to worry about Lamar Jackson running. Like, Le'Veon Bell, I feel like, will be a perfect fit for the Baltimore Ravens offensively. Now, that's, the, that's my top five in my... Let's just say top seven then, all right? Top seven, whatever. Top seven as far as teams that I can see in the Super Bowl. Now, let's get to, this is hard. This is kind of hard, I'm not gonna lie, but uh, my predictions as far as the division winners. At the NFC South, I'll say the Tampa Bay Buccaneers will take that with ease. The NFC North, the Green Bay Packers, I I feel like they will they'll take that with ease. Not ease, no, no. I'm not gonna say with ease because the Chicago Bears is coming. They coming. I'm just gonna say that the Chicago Bears are coming. No disrespect to the Vikings, but the Vikings is the Vikings. But the Chicago Bears are coming. The NFC South. I mean the, the no the NFC East. NFC East. Tough. I'm an Eagle fan. This is tough right here. But, and I'm not biased. But I think the Cowboys win the NFCs. That's just my opinion. I think they win the NFCs. And, you know, for, I don't know. I really don't know. <laughs> that was tough because I think my Eagles are going to surprise a lot of people. Then you got the Washington team. I'm At this point, bro, I'm going for the whole NFC East. I'm just going for the NFC East because of how bad the NFC East was last year and how everybody was you know, bashing the NFC East. Oh, that's the worst division ever. This, that, and the third, whatever. It's, it's very competitive in that division. It's very competitive. But we we did see watch the Washington team. They won the division last last year, and that team is that team is pretty good. But until they get a solid quarterback, then come talk to me because because Fitzpatrick he's not gonna get the job done. He's gonna have a if he can just you know do A and B, then maybe you know what I'm saying. <laughs> but I got the Cowboys winning that division. If Dak stay healthy and stuff like that. If it was a fifth, though, right? Now, let's talk about the NFC West. 
NFC West, where it's really damn near the best. I think that's the best division in football right now. You got the the Rams. You got Frisco. Those is the top two teams. And then you got, of course, the Seahawks. Can't forget about them. Then you got Arizona. Then you got Arizona. All those teams are legit playoff teams. And I won't be surprised if, I, if we seen all four of them teams in the playoffs. If I don't, I don't know if that ever happened, if four teams in the same division went to the playoffs, I don't know if that ever happened. I think I've seen about two teams do it. Um, Yeah, I've seen two teams do it. I don't know about four. I don't know if four can actually do it. But the LA Rams will win that division. They'll win that division because that defense is the best. Like, they might have the best defense. Why? Because they got two of the top five defensive players, probably top three defensive players on one team, and that's Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey. The AFC South. I think Tennessee, they'll win that. Mm, the Colts is great. They, they, they're there, but we have to see how Carson Wentz looks and see if he can stay healthy. The Jaguars, nothing to talk about. You know, no disrespect to, to their organization, but they're nothing to talk about. But I have the Titans winning the AFC South. For the AFC North, this is tough, but I have the Ravens winning that NFC North. I know that, trust me, I really see that the Browns is something, you know, they're, they're not a team to just overlook. They are a legit team. The Steelers is a legit team. It's just all up to Ben. But even if Ben go down, I feel like they'll still be in a good position. I think they'll still be okay. But I have the Ravens winning the AFC North. The AFC West. The AFC West. This is also a tough one. But I know y'all might, I know y'all might feel like I might be like, I don't know. I, Y'all might feel like I'm 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 losing it right here, but I really have the Raiders, the Las Vegas Raiders, to win the AFC West. I'm gonna tell you why. I'm gonna tell you exactly why. I had an opportunity, a great opportunity to go and watch the Las Vegas Raiders practice, right? And when I say their intensity was up and they was competing, it was on a whole nother level. It was on a whole nother level. And I looked around, I said, hold on, man. Because I grew up in the I grew up in the Raider house. Like everybody in my house like loved the Raiders. My pops, rest in peace. My sister, my brothers, all Raider fans. Now I really looked around. I said, okay, what really, what, what does it really take to have a, a good football team? You gotta have a good for one, you have to you gotta have a good head coach. And you gotta have a, at least two to three studs on your team, right? Now I look at John Gruden. Gruden, I think he's a, I think he's a solid coach. Then I looked at Carr. I think Carr is is really good, and we kind of forgot how good he was because of what was all going on with the Raiders organization. We look at um, the tight end, running back. Then you got some you got a couple of corners over there. You got some DNs. You got some DBs. They are a stacked team. What a what an O line. Let's not talk about let's not forget about the O line. What an offensive line. So really realistically, like I'm looking like, okay, this this team, they got something. They have something. And then John Gruden, who's going into his fourth season. He haven't made the playoffs yet. But you can and, and the pressure is on John Gruden. It, it has to be on him. Come on now. You got paid 
100 mil for 10 years? Is he going to be able to make it out of his whole contract? The pressure is on John Gruden. And he coached from the sideline the whole time. He was calm the whole time. He came over there to talk to us for a little bit. But the Raiders, they got some weapons over there. At the running back position, at the wide receiver positions. Look out for the Raiders. I know the Los, the, the Los Angeles Chargers, you know, they went out with a good bang last year. Then you got Denver. You have Denver, who they say is one quarterback away from just being a legit team. Bridgewater is a, a, a solid quarterback. He is so how far that team is away from a quarterback this year. He won the side. He's we Bridgewater's won the starting job over Locke, which is cool. I feel like you know Bridgewater. He had that. He he's a solid quarterback. He's been a solid quarterback in the league. His injuries kind of got to him a little bit. But I'm talking about the Raiders right now, winning this division. And that division right there, just like the NFC West is a tough division, that AFC West is going to get tougher, and it's going to start this season. I guarantee you that. Now, last team, AFC East. The Patriots made some really good off-season moves, right? They did. They did. They 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 made some really good moves. But I feel like they still got some time to go. A lot of people are saying that they will be in the playoffs. But I honestly think that the Miami Dolphins is the best team in that division. The Jets, hopefully they come along. But like I said, the Miami Dolphins is going to shock a lot of people. The Buffalo Bills is like, if we going off last year, yeah, they're the best team in that division. But me, like I said, I'm still going to pick the Buffalo. I'm, I'm still going to pick the Miami Dolphins to win the division. That's just my opinion. I think this team will surprise a lot of people. I love what they've been doing over there. Like, real talk, it's his organization that's building. They even want Deshaun Watson, for what I'm hearing. They even want Deshaun Watson. But I got Miami winning the AFC East. And that's a tough, that's that's gonna be a tough division soon. That's gonna be a tough division soon. But uh, that's they want sports politics predictions um for the division winners. And um that's that, you know. On the next show, I'll be having my my predictions on the lead leaders as far as in passing and I'm rushing and receiving sack leader interception leaders so stay tuned for that on the next episode i thank everybody for tuning in a1 sports politics like i said i've been busy <laughs> i've been busy y'all so but I, i'm gonna be getting back to y'all y'all will be hearing from a1 sports politics if you're not following the a1 sports politics instagram go follow a1 sports politics if you're not following the twitter go follow a1 sports politic with, with no s and for the Facebook, go follow A1 Sports Politics, okay? I uh, thank y'all for um, hearing me out. Y'all have a good one, and good luck to y'all NFL team. Don't be on the bandwagon. Don't start, I'm a, I'm a Tampa Bay Buccaneer fan. No, I don't want to hear none of that. I really only just knew, like, one Buccaneer fan, and that's my cousin. You know what I'm saying? But y'all stay tuned uh, for more A1 Sports Politics on the next episode. Um, I appreciate y'all. Y'all have a good one. Hey, what?